Hey everybody and welcome to a very special and serious um, survival recap show with myself and Comedy Jonah. Um, uh, but first, let me remind you guys that if you've missed any of our past shows, you can check them out over on our website, yourrealityrecaps.com slash survivor. Except for last week's show. Because I forgot to hit record. <laughs> Um, a lot of you noticed that the show was missing, it had like a technical difficulty, and then like, oh, so much. I'm sorry, I apologize. That is why last week's show was missing. Um, I believe you can technically, though, still watch it on TV Co., which is where uh, we do these shows live. So make sure that you are following us over there. It is free to watch our um, broadcast there. You can interact in the chat. You can win money in the draft game, which will be uh, not showing to all of you watching the playback, but if you came to the live show, at the end of the recap, we do the draft game, we give away $50, so it's really um, cool for you uh, if you come and watch us when we do these shows live every Thursday um, at 8 p.m. Of course, if you want to help support our shows, consider becoming a patron at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. We have tons of um, special patron holiday shows. Going to have one with Nicole uh, this weekend. So, uh, it's a great way to help financially support our shows. You get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, weekly shows, um, just for patrons, um, and so much more. Uh, we can't keep it going without your support, so we really appreciate that. Or, um, if you want to do a one-time donation, yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal. And it is almost Black Friday, so... If uh, you guys have any Black Friday shopping to do, consider using our Amazon link, yourrealityrecaps.com slash Amazon. You just start your shopping that way. Uh, it'll bring you right to Amazon. Then you don't pay any more. We get a little bit. Great way to help support our shows because uh, we want to keep bringing you guys more and more stuff. We are starting the Bravo shows uh, this week as well, so make sure you check that out uh, on our website too. Um, and make sure that you thumbs up, subscribe, like our tweets on Twitter, share our stuff on social media. Um, if you're unable to financially um, support, then free support by sharing, telling friends. Um, you know, I just, I can't say it enough. Without you guys, um, we can't keep uh, the shows going. So we need you all to be our little marketers. Now, that being said, and without further ado, here's my co-hostess with the mostest, it's Comedy Jonah. Hey, everybody, everybody. Hello, Comedy Jonah. How are you doing on this wonderful Thursday evening? I'm doing fabulous. I am ready with my tea to talk the tea about this episode. You're gonna, gonna, okay. I don't know if this <laughs> look episode deserves tea. my teacup is, okay? I've got plenty of tea for this episode. I don't even want to start with how much I don't like that teacup, and it, I don't know why. I don't care for it. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for me. It's the pattern. I'm not a fan. It's very busy. I like busy. Busy, busy, busy. You Just like, like you on a daily basis. I hear you. You know who else is going to be busy, John? Ooh. The amazing Miss Janny Towley, because she's the winner of last week's draft game and got $50 Ooh. to spend on the town. 
Congratulations, Miss Janny Tally. You were the winner of last week's draft game, so congratulations. Yay! Um, again, for those of you who um, are watching this back in the future, if you want to partake in the draft game, you need to come <laughs> and watch us do these shows live on TV Co. We do the draft game at the end of each episode or uh, at the end of each recap uh but we do watch the episodes live on tv co as well every wednesday night so if you want to watch with us come and uh watch on a wednesday and watch it with us it's fun it's like here and it's full screen and we're in the corner it's fun it's so fun i watched the first hour with you guys last night and i, I was having fun even though it was getting to the meat of the episode i mean I don't know if we're allowed to mention meat in this episode, but let's get right into it, John. As long as we don't touch the meat. I know. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, we got to start at the start. Notes. Yeah. Look at I, my notes. Look at I, my got notes. A, I got a book. Look at my notes. I got highlights. I got highlights. I got a book. Okay. Except for that one section where the show crashed, and then I had to go back and watch it, and then I forgot to take the notes, but I got it in here. I feel like we have so much to get through that um, it is, we we just got to start at the start. Um, So, you know, we picked up after last week's Shocking Tribal. Now, you were not here for last week's uh, recap show. No. You were out gallivanting. Um, I got my teacup from Anniversary. You did. You got your teacup. Were you surprised about the shocking um, turn of events that we left off with last week with Kelly using the idol on my boyfriend um, and and saving him? Blindsiding Janet. Totally shocked. Totally shocked. And and loved it at the same time because I love Kelly. Now, let me ask you this, because we didn't get an answer. We were all a rage on last week's recap show, because none of us understood why the hell Jamal would save Nora after they argued all episode and all tribal council, and then Jamal went and used the um, idol to protect Nora, and then we went through two hours tonight, and it was never explained. Do you have any thoughts or reasons why Jamal would have protected Nora last week? I I do, and I think, you know, when we see them talking, like, right after we kind of get our recap from last week's episode, and we see Jamal kind of talking to Laura, wanting to learn who voted for Jack, you know, as they're talking, I think, you know, and then even later on when they're trying to agree on who to vote for, Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of clear that he kind of wants to align with Nora, you know, if she's in the final three, I mean, she's, she's cuckoo bird, so... No one's going to vote for her for a million dollars, so I think that might be a strategy. You think he's just trying to drag along the weakest player to the end? Absolutely. Well, I would drag you to the end. Sure, drag, drag me away. Um, whatever. I don't care. I'll take 50,000 or whatever. I think Survivor, (laughs) it's like 100,000. I'll take it. Greg, I don't got to do anything. Take an I... a- Amazon gift card. I don't care. I'll do it. Seriously. <laughs> um, so, so you know, we see the coming back from that. We see that everybody is kind of upset. And um, uh, we see that Jamal wants to know wh- who was the second Jack vote. Like, who did this? Who would dare vote for Jack? And... Nora confesses, and she's like, oh, it was me. 
I did it. I'm sorry I did it. I voted for her. Sorry. I owe you my life in this game. And I'm sorry I owe you my life in this game. And I'm going to tell you it was me, but it was Kelly's fault. It was all Kelly's fault. Twist my arm. Twist my arm, I'll tell you it was Kelly. Fine, twist my arm. <laughs> now, I think as an entrepreneur and somebody who, you know, is is part of, you know, travels within the galaxy, mm-hmm. I think she, she caved pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. Well... I don't know that I believe any Survivor edit at all anymore after this episode, but sure, based on what we saw, it looked like she folded in two seconds. Totally. And I mean, right there while Kelly's just sitting there going, oh, great. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I like how Kelly's like, just stop saying my name. Just stop stop saying it. Stop saying my name. And Nora's like, but I had to, Kelly. Kelly, I had to. I had to say your name, Kelly. (laughs) Kelly's like, just stop saying my name, please. Um, get your name out of my mouth. Get your name out, and then Kelly's like, "Um, excuse me, Jamal and Janet, we need to talk on the beach." <laughs> Let's. You go- stay there, Nora. But we're gonna go over here and talk. Okay, Nora, you are a beach, and we're going to talk on the beach. So you stay here, <laughs> and we're going. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, of course, she's like, I didn't do that. And uh, Jamal is like, are you telling me that you unequivocally deny uh, trying to make any moves with Nora? And Kelly's like, I didn't even get any time alone with Nora. What are you talking about? And Janet's like, yeah, I didn't even see her have any alone time. So it must be the truth. I believe her. Whatever, Janet. I can't. I don't want to. Hey, she's still, you know, she's she's playing her game. She's still keep, kind of keeping neutral. And as long as the conversation isn't about her, mm-hmm. I would be saying the same thing. So bravo, Janet, bravo. I mean, I guess. I mean, I know who I would vote off. You know who I would vote off, John? Like, if they came to me and they were like, who are we voting off? You know, you said, like, you would drag me to the end. You probably think I would try and vote you off. I wouldn't. <coughs> I would vote off all the people in chat who haven't shared the show yet. Click the three little buttons Ooh. on the top and click share the show to let everybody know that we're live. Ooh. I forgot Ooh. to tell them at the start. Um, okay, so um, we then see uh, Jamal is like, you know, they walk away and Jamal's like, I don't know. I kind of half believe her. Obviously, I don't know the whole story, but there's got to be something here where the smoke, there's fire. I don't care. Whatever it is, what it is, we got to move on. Cut to the next morning, it's now the Mad Dash look for idols. Everybody's like in a tree, under a rock, in the water, to talk. They're like, Little Mermaid, are you in the water? Did like, you see a thing? Like, nobody cares, right? Like, in no. the first week that they're there, nobody's looking for one. We see, you know, Jason go off looking for one, and everybody was, you know, giving him crap for it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, who cares? Everyone's looking for one. Everyone's playing the game. I love it. I, it's almost as if producers were like, excuse me, we need shots of people looking for idols. So if you could please go and look for the idol, we would appreciate it. <laughs> so everybody's kind of like looking around, looking around. And then all of a sudden, McQueen Kelly, McQueen Kelly is like, um, I think I'm over here by this tree. And I knew to look because the cameraman was doing this. <laughs> Into a little hole. (laughs) And and the light actually hit. (laughs) The cameraman is is making this movement to me, to the hole. So I thought maybe I should look in the hole. (laughs) You're like, oh, you want me to stand here for my next interview? No, no. (laughs) 
We're just going to put your microphone right here into this hole, Kelly. You're going to have to get it. And if there's Ow. anything else there, that's fine, too. <laughs> Please. I, I, am, I am so mad at Survivor on this. Just wait. I'm purposely trying to have fun now. I'm going to get angry. Uh, so Kelly finds the, um, immunity idol, and then all of a sudden, um, Jamal gathers everybody around and goes, hey, everybody, there's a note. Guess what? It's merge time. We're all merging. We're all merging. New tribe, John. Uh, new tribe. And I have to say, I don't, not sure how to say the name. Yeah, I just learned the other names. Lumwaku. 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 I mean, do you have to go to the bathroom? Um, <laughs> it's an interesting name choice. Yeah. It's an interesting name choice. I mean, good for them. Um, you know, uh, we see a little bit of strategy talk before the uh, tribes are going to really get um, together. We see Kelly saying that she wants the uh, the four Lyro people to go before her own people go. We uh, see that Tommy is talking to people and he's like, you know, a lot of things come down to what uh, Missy and I want to do um, in this game. So who who knows it could go anyway it could go anyway at this point uh when they finally have this you know merge but they they have their little feast and the food and everybody is you know super happy they get their new fun buffs which i do love a blue buff i know i love one too in fact i didn't have time to get one so that's why i'm just regular tonight wait do you buy the buff each season well, I just buy the colors. Remember the last few shows I've had the orange? Because, you know, you can buy them at the CBS store, which I guess is good for us to promote. <laughs> I'm doing okay right here. <laughs> I guess it's good. I guess it is good. If somebody wants to donate one to me, they're more than welcome to. All my information's on Twitter. <laughs> is it? Your ad, your home address is on Twitter? Oof. Of course. No. Um, so, you know, everybody is kind of having a good time where, you know, we're kind of enjoying this. Everything is like happy-go-lucky still at this point in Survivor. And then, um, Kelly starts to have, you know, some talks with some of the ladies like Janet, um, then with Elizabeth about how she's feeling about the way Dan has treated her and treated other women in this game. The, you know, inappropriate touching, the tickling of the feet, the putting the arms over while we're sleeping. Um, a lot of these, you know, more hands-on that we saw in the earlier episodes as well. Remember, we saw Kelly tell Dan, you know, ooh, I would appreciate it if you don't... Uh, you know, touch me so much, but there's yeah. a lot of the start of these conversations with flashbacks of, um, you know, Dan touching the girls. Now, first starters, what did you think watching this beginning part of this? 
Well, first of all, you know, what shocked me overall just with Dan period is I, I wasn't sure whose team he played for. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what like you mean. Like I was a little <laughs> so when I first with the touching and Kelly warned him, I just thought, you know, you know, being a gay man myself, I, I'm touchy too, you know. I sometimes put my hand on my client's shoulder if I'm showing him a house or, or whatever. So you know, that's just kind of how I am. But then, of course, we learned that he's been married for so many years and mm-hmm. has children. And and so, but what I just, I don't understand is that, you know, he was kind of warned and yet he's still doing it. Is, is, and I, and I, and, you know, and I also think it's confusing when, you know, the girls are like saying, hey, I'm going to lay down. Can you crack my back? You know, I mean, he expressed that that was happening too. So I can see a little bit where there is some confusion on his part as far as being a male, Correct. but no confusion as far as the, the, the females, the girls, the women. I am very, um, I always say I'm always siding on the side of a person who, you know, feels victimized because I think there is enough of not believing, especially mm-hmm. women. You know, we will talk more about that when we get there at the end. But all things so obviously, you know, they're correct in their feelings. I do see for Dan how he could be confused about like, you know, something's in your hair, let me get it out, or hey, I'm tapping your leg. I can see those things as trying to be excused away as like those are more uh, innocent interactions of, oh, I'm just touching the way I would touch anybody. I don't know how he justifies the I'm putting my arm around you while I'm sleeping, or Kelly talking about him, like, you know, putting her hand on, on like, her lower back or her ribs when they're just standing there. That is the stuff that um is... I don't know how he can defend that part of it. And I agree with you because even my closest girlfriends, if if they're talking about having sand in their hair, I wouldn't be like, oh, let me just, I'd be like, you got sand in your hair. Clean yourself up. Well, first you of know all, what I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be touching them just normally, even having, you know, years and years of a relationship with them. So I get it. Um, I don't know how cold it is at night there. Do you have to have your hand there? Is that making a difference as far as warmth? Because your bodies aren't together. So that seemed right. a little kind of weird to me. And then I don't know why the, your hand, I agree with you. I don't know why it has to be like, wrapped around your waist. And really... why do you but, think... oh, And all I keep thinking is the casting couch because he's a talent manager. So I'm like, ah. I don't know how I didn't process that he was a talent manager until last night. As soon as I saw like talent manager, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you should be extra, you know, whatever. The part that I think, you know, and I don't think there is any point to play devil's advocate here. I am just reiterating points that I have seen um, people make and then see what you and I think about them. So another point that I have seen brought up is why... Why wouldn't they tell him to stop every time? So why, the second he puts his arm over one of them at night, do they not go, I've already told you three times, stop touching me, get your hand off of me, I want a producer, da 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 Why, what do you think about the people who are saying, well, they're not vocalizing that to him? 
Well, again, I think Jamal voiced it really well. And it's, you know, sometimes we learn about this stuff, even with the Me Too movement, where, you know, women start to come out of the woodwork and say, you know what, he did that to me as well. And it was a few years ago. Everybody's coming out is different. And it doesn't mean it's not true. So we can't sit there and expect because Kelly, you know, at first she had a conversation with him right. where Missy really didn't. She just kind of laughed it off or whatever. Elizabeth, I guess, never got caressed or whatever. So she doesn't understand what's going on. But I but, you know, just because Kelly vocalizes it and maybe Missy doesn't doesn't mean either one's right or you can't expect them to like what Aaron said about, you know, mm-hmm. why didn't they say something? You know, it's a lot easier when you're sitting there as a male wondering, right. you know, as men, we would most likely say something, right? Yeah, well, yes, I think we definitely would. I mean, well, first of all, let me say this, uh, late breaking news, Aaron put out a two minute apology video, which I have for us later that we can watch. Um, I think more, than anything, I think it is that they're playing a game for a million dollars. And in certain instances, the women that he is doing these things to and making them feel this way, um, he has the ability to take a million dollars away from them. So am I really going to make this an issue and make him mad at me and then make myself a target and then I lose a million dollars? We even kind of saw Kelly talk about that a little bit um, on the show where she was like... With the producer, yeah. Well, she was like, this makes me uncomfortable and I don't like it, but I'm not willing to jeopardize my game for this issue right like she even said in that interview with the producer right and then Mm -hmm. at the end she started backtracking a little bit and then people were probably thinking well what is she doing she doesn't want to explode her game yeah she is playing a game she just wants her personal space respected Right. She just wants her personal space respected. I mean, and then, you know, we saw like these black screens came up because, you know, we saw Kelly talking to the producers. She got upset saying, this is not just me. It is not only happening to me. It happened to Molly, to Lauren, um, to Missy. All of these women were all saying that we feel, you know, this way about him and what, and, you know, something needs to be done. And then we have like the black screens and they're like a production meeting was held everyone was asked if they felt uncomfortable uh i felt like it implied should dan be removed from the game because of this people said no or and then they had um like a sensitivity training and then they let us know that dan was talked to on his own as well And they probably look through footage, too, Mm -hmm. of certain incidences when, you know, the girls kind of recalled this happened to me on, you know, night 10 or whatever like that. And they kind of looked through it and went, well, you know, even like Janet says, it's so hard to be kind of 100 percent, but it still doesn't take away how Kelly and the girls feel. And now here's my issue here with the first half of the show and not at all with that. I'm having trouble believing this edit. Now, we've had trouble believing the edit all along. And I say that because Dan's actions for this first, because all of that kind of happened in the first 15 minutes of the show. Dan's actions after this meeting 
where everyone was talked to about sexual harassment and then he was supposedly talked to alone, it did... He did not come off to me as somebody who was just the focus of a meeting with a cast and a crew, knowing that you were on one of the most popular television shows and basically just told by production, all of the women feel that you have been um, sexually, like, uh, assaulting them, basically. He seemed totally happy, kept doing it, sticking his hands in Kelly's hair. I don't know that that happened, or if it happened, they made real sure to make Dan feel it was not directed at him. Because he was well, not I mean, acting at that point. Like they, it took, was about they, they, they talked to everybody, what they said, and then they took Dan aside during those black screens and yeah. had a chat with him. And I think when we're looking at him touching Kelly's hair, that was kind of more of a flashback because it just kept getting brought up and brought up over mm-hmm. and over again. And so, but I think, you know, I, I that's, you know, is surprising because he didn't seem like it was like, oops, you know, I, you know, I, or, or anything. I think it was more like, okay, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. He explained himself. Right. And he got to stay in the game. I see maybe 420 in chat says, women compromise every day on how much they can handle without complaining. And I agree. I don't, I want to be very clear here. I don't think John and I are at all trying to defend Dan. I'm not even really trying. You know, normally I always say, I'm going to try and present the other side and make some sort of an argument for the other side. I don't really want to do that in the case of Dan. I feel like we did that a little bit in the beginning where, you know, we weren't seeing a lot of the stuff where we said, if this really isn't true, it is a horrible thing to do to him um, because it will assassinate his character and all of this stuff. Um, so that would be horrible to do if it wasn't true, is what we said in the beginning episodes of this season. As the season has progressed, and now seeing this, it's clear it's happening. If we're believing the edit, he was told. We know at least Kelly has actually told him. We watched Kelly tell him. Now, technically, we haven't seen anybody else tell him. In fact, we've seen Missy and Lauren say... He didn't ever do anything to me or ever make me feel uncomfortable, but we'll get more of that later. Um, So, but from what we did see, I don't know. To me, it's inexcusable, but we'll get into the more aspects of it um, in a bit, unless there's anything else you want to say about it right now. No, and I just think, you know, Kelly's perception of what happened was different than Missy's Mm -hmm. and different than Lauren's. And different than Elizabeth. So doesn't mean no one's right or wrong. It just means that's their perception. But, sure. well, you I know, think, I, th- I think Kelly needed to be backed up by more than Janet. Well, we're going to get there because I do think there is right and wrong when we get to that second tribal. Because, well, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go there. Um, so moving on for a minute from this, we now see um, Kelly uh, and Janet talking. And Kelly basically says, I want Missy out. And they kind of like bring in Lauren and they're like, hey, uh, Lauren, we kind of want Missy out. We don't think she's going to be good for us going forward. We can have the numbers. Of course, Lauren is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Lauren goes and tells Missy. 
And Missy is floored. Missy is like, I just bonded with Kelly for two hours. We talked about the dance stuff. We talked about our real lives. We talked about everything. How could Kelly and, then and try and get me? And we talked about Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We bonded yeah. over this, you know, Dan. Well, and- I, I think too when, you know, she, Kelly suggests it, it, it's Missy. And then all of a sudden now everybody can see them talking for a couple hours on the side. It, it does create confusion and paranoia. Absolutely. But, you know, providing that clarity, you know, ask someone like, you know, what's what's going for them to do it so openly. There's something else going on. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. If they were plotting it, something else, they'd be by the water well or, or somewhere else on the beach. Like right. they were out in the open. So, yeah, it's it is. Uh, well, I. There is just so much that I feel gets left out of these edits that uh, who knows. So now in an attempt to make a joke, we moved into the immunity challenge, which was all about holding your balls. Um, you don't want to let your balls drop or you'll be out of the immunity. Just keep holding your balls, all your balls, <laughs> hands full of balls. Hold the balls. So um, this was an interesting challenge. And I have to say, since you were there watching uh, with us, John, we were all kind of watching this. And this is one of those challenges where I think some people like me, like a lot of us watching on TV Co. last night, were like, what is so hard about this? You're holding a table. Okay, you're bent over a little bit. You're just holding a table up in the air, and if you put it down too far, the pegs push your balls out. What is <laughs> what is so incredibly difficult about this? So, of course, we're giving them all shit in the chat room. Now, I just want to say a side note to that. Um, today, I had to change the light bulb in the pendant on the <laughs> island, which involved me holding my hands up in the air while I unscrewed the light bulb, and then took it out. And I was having trouble unscrewing the light bulb. And I'm not kidding you. Within 20 seconds, I'm literally like this. Like I gave up doing it with two hands. I'm like supporting this arm. I'm like, I can't change a light bulb. And I'm giving these survivor people shit. So apparently it is probably difficult. Uh, very difficult. <laughs> um, is that a challenge? You know, how does that challenge rate for you? We know you are very critical of these challenges. Were you a fan of this challenge, Sean? It was so hard. I was imagining it. I, you know, even planking when you're working out can be hard. I can't imagine having to lean over with this heavy thing, trying to keep my balls together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or my balls on the board. So Oh my God. It was like a 10. It was so hard. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then to sit there and go up only 15 minutes have gone by and we're just even, even Jerry was like, Oh, it hasn't been very long at all. Like, look at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Come over here. Let's simulate that for a second. Yeah, I think that has to be one that's easier for smaller people because and it and it's also not like they're you know standing on flat ground. If you look, they're like standing on pegs, so their feet aren't even completely yeah. flat and bent over. I think that has to take a big, um, well, you know, physical. And, it, and I think it's a real good neutral exercise. It has nothing to do with really having a lot of upper body strength, which men have. Right. I think it was a real equal equalizing challenge endurance challenge i thought there was always that thing that i heard where like um like women 
can stand against the wall, like with their back to a wall, and they can bend over and pick up a chair or something. And there's supposed to be a reason why men can't complete that. Like, there's something about how our bodies are different. I don't know if that's true or not. You can tweet me. Maybe I'm crazy. You're this crazy. Challenge, I've never heard that before. This challenge. Oh, center of gravity says Miss Jenny Tally, the draft winner. Ah. Um, one of my favorite moments, and um, I forgot to go back and screen grab it for this show. But uh, after Tommy gets out, the camera cuts to him for one second, and he's wearing this giant like ladies sun hat. We don't even talk about it. We don't address it. It's literally there for like a three second shot it's all the regular people and then tommy like in a woman's sun hat he's just like la 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 and then we don't acknowledge <laughs> it we don't say why it's hat. i don't understand i forgot to go back and get the screenshot and i'm like i don't get it i don't understand what it was but it was very very funny. i love it i love a good sun hat it ended up coming down to um aaron and and jamal and Aaron, the physical threat in this game, and people need to start taking him more seriously, Aaron wins immunity. I mean, good for... I mean, I don't really care for... I, I don't think I've cared for Aaron this whole season, um, but I was like, oh, great. And Aaron won. Of course he did. Were you happy with his win? <laughs> I wasn't like ja I wanted Jamal. I like Jamal. I love I love the way he he words things. He has a very good way. He's a wordsmith. He's a very good way of saying things. He can organize his thoughts really well. And so you know, I was just I was kind of rooting for Jamal. I mean, I I think I maybe I expect once expected Aaron to win just because he is a physical threat. But mm -hmm. my, I was hoping for Jamal. Okay, yeah, I, I was too. Um, so now, back at the camp, old Lyro basically talks. You know, people like Missy, people like Tommy. Um, they're talking and they're like, hey, we want Kelly out. And they actually go and they tell my boyfriend. They tell Dean. They're like, hey, uh, we want Kelly out. And... As far as we know, I tweeted him and I tweeted Kelly and said, boy, I sure would like to know if Dean gave Kelly a heads up about this conversation and neither one replied to it. So I guess we're not getting that answer, um, which really floors me after everything Kelly did for Dean last week. You are playing a game where every, you know you can't trust anyone you have this outside life, real world bond with this person who not only, not only do you have that bond with, she proved it to you by keeping you safe when you were going. What more do you need to put your faith in Kelly Dean? Well, I think too, they have their bond she proved it, which, you know, if she becomes a target, now there are two sums, so he becomes a target too. So I thought it was really kind of weird that everyone was so comfortable around him to even bring it up, to even suggest it. Now, there's one thing where it's like, yes, oh, yes, I can vote her out. 
doesn't mean he's going to, but you say yes to everything because the moment you start to, to be like, well, listen, she did, you know, have my back. You know, you've got uh, Elaine was around there and all of a sudden a lot of people started migrating over there. I'd be like, absolutely. I'm going to vote her out. I'm, I'm with all of you guys. And then I'd be in another group and I'd be like, I'm with you too, guys. Yeah. I would and still I would just tell do what's her. best for my game. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. Kelly wasn't going to be able to use the idol. She didn't need it. It was expiring. She needed to do something with it. So sure, I don't know that if that wasn't the case that she would have saved him. But still, she still did. And he didn't know any of those facts. He's just stupid. And that's the way I like him. Okay, so anyway... Um, old Lyra saying they want Kelly out, but then Nora and Jamal talk and they go, you know what? We should get Dan out of this game. And then Jamal goes and tells Janet and he's like, hey, we need to get Dan out of this game. And, you know, Janet was going to be on board with the Kelly plan. And now she's like, you know what? What a sigh of relief. All of the women in this tribe have been coming to me, telling me how uncomfortable they feel with Dan. It's not even that smart for my game to vote him out, but I want to be part of this movement. I want to feel like I can do something to protect these girls. And if getting Dan out of this game will keep them safe, then that's what I'm going to do. And Janet was like, okay, so, I'll do it. Well, it was talk to girls. <laughs> yes. Well, she, We learned that later. There was a girl. She talked to girls. No, no. She <laughs> talked to all of them. It was all of them. They she, all went to her. She, met, she said she didn't talk to Missy. And she talked to Elizabeth briefly. And, and she said, do you agree we should vote for Dan for this reason? And Elizabeth said yes. Correct. We see her getting called out later on. Yeah. Well, I don't think she ever, she never talked to Missy. I thought she talked to Missy for a... Okay, no, no, you're right. She didn't talk to Missy, but you're right. So she did talk to Elizabeth. She 100% talked to Elizabeth because... Elizabeth throws her under the bus, yeah. Right, because then it was Elizabeth that went to Elaine and went, um, problem, they're going to vote out Dan. And then Elaine goes, okay, I'm going to tell Dan. So then then now, this is like the trickling chain of, you know, how this is spreading through so rapidly. She goes and tells Dan, uh, you need to be concerned they're gonna, they're coming after you. The the girls want to come after you. And I I don't want that. You're a number on my side. I want you in this game. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, go ahead. 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 No, no, no. Meanwhile, go, go ahead. No, and I mean, I know that um, Elaine got a lot of kind of flack for the, a lot of people, actually. In this episode, a lot of them got a lot of flack. I was looking it up. But, you know, I don't know how much Elaine at this point knows exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's side conversations about it. But I don't think Missy's talked about it to, to, to Elaine or anybody else except Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, mentioned it with Elizabeth a little bit. Has he bought? No, I'm fine with him. Are you fine with him? I'm fine with him too. Uh-huh. You know, which is why they were playing the anti, you know, anti Dan card, right? Um, in the beginning. So you know, for Elaine to go tell Dan and still playing the game, I don't fault her for that because I don't know how much she knew about it then. No, I don't fault Elaine for it at all. Um, meanwhile, oh my God. We cut to now, Kelly, having no clue that everyone's going against her, obviously. 
thanks to my boyfriend. Um, having no clue. So she's just like, tra-la-la-la-la, I'm just gonna walk around the woods. Oh, look, another idol. We were, I, we were all, we were just like, are you kidding me? She's not even trying. She's like, I was just walking by the beach and I saw a pretty rock. And I was like, oh, I like rocks. And then guess what? Under the rocks was another idol. It was as if production was like... We know you have one. Life is but a dream. Oh my god, look at this. I tripped over it. We were all just like, what? What? Where did that? What? God, they really want to make sure that you don't go home, Kelly. (laughs) Production is really trying to keep you safe. Isn't that a clue? Isn't that a clue? Play one of your idols. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that going to be a big clue? So we now (laughs) go in to this tribal council. And the entire um, tribal council, the way that they're framing the whole thing is, does trust outweigh deception in a game of Survivor? Do you find yourself a more um, trustworthy person where you're going to go with trusting people? Or do you believe more that you're being deceived and you need to deceive people in this game. So, I mean, number one, I would ask people in chat, what do you think it's more about, trust or deception? Or if you're watching this back later, comment below and let us know trust or deception. But, John, what do you think the game of Survivor is more about? Do you think it's more of a game of trust or more of a game of deception? I think it just, it teeters. Where there's moments where it's like, okay, I trust you, and you gave me the idol, Kelly, and yeah, you got my vote. And then after Tribal Council, the next week, it could teeter to deception. I think it's an everlasting yin and yang. I think so. uh, Most of Chad is saying it's a game of deception. I mean, I think it's a game of deception. It's outwit, outlast, outplay. I mean, outwit is deception right there. Um, so we're all watching this tribal and again, I'm sitting there. I think we're all thinking there's no way Kelly's not going to play her idol right now. She has to at least feel a little bit unsafe. Even if Dean didn't tell her anything, we're all like on the edge of our seats. Um, and Jeff is like, if anyone has an idol play, now's the time to play it. And Kelly's like, Look into my bag and no. And then Jeff reads the votes. Kelly is evicted. I believe this is the first time anyone's I been evicted so with two idols. I think so too. I was in shock that she did not play it. I was in shock. You know, every season, every almost almost every tribal council. Everybody says, even in Big Brother, when you feel safe is when you shouldn't feel safe. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, we saw that one second where Kelly looked at Lauren and was like, are we okay? And Lauren's like. Mm-hmm. What's your name now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Um, I'm glad you're fine. Girl, you're fine. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know that I could live with myself if I was Kelly in the real world right now. To know that I basically could have went 
two more weeks or two steps closer to a million dollars. I'm leaving with two idols. That is just... That would have to be such a hard pill for me to swallow. Oh, God. I hope she gets a chance in a future season to redeem herself. I love her. really bad. I honestly, honestly love Kelly um, in this game. I was very sad uh, to see her go to get evicted. Um... I did not like when they cut to that one part uh, of Dan being like, yeah, put that torch out, Jeff. He was, as soon as Kelly, like, put her torch in the thing, he's like, put that torch out, Jeff. And I was like... After everything that happened! Which is why I don't necessarily believe that he was told anything. Nobody, at this point, I don't believe if he was told... Kelly has felt this way. She has brought these complaints up. The other women are saying this stuff. I don't think I don't think they said Kelly. I think they said we'd had complaints. Like this is now an HR issue in Fiji on Survivor. Okay. We've had complaints. We've had this. It's been nameless. And then Dan's just like, well, I don't know. I'm a toucher, you know. I'm touchy. Oh my god. I, hello. I'm a casting agent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a talent. I'm a casting. Do you want the part or not? Oh, too soon, isn't it? Um, so it now immediately goes to Janet feeling betrayed. She's like, what is going on? You guys all told me that we were voting out Dan. I did not want to do this. I literally, Dan would have been with me to the end of this game. I did it to protect the women that talked to me in this game. People like Lauren... People like Elizabeth. In the outer realms, Missy. Kelly. Obviously Kelly, but now Kelly is gone. She's like, I did this to make these women in this game feel safe. And you basically manipulated my personal feelings about sexual assault for game. And and ruined, almost ruined my game. I don't have any respect I'm sorry, I have zero respect. And where I say earlier when I was like, there is, I think there is a wrong in this situation. I'm sorry, I think Elizabeth, Missy, and Lauren are wrong here. Not so much Lauren, because Lauren did specifically say, Dan did never made me feel that way. So at least I can see the justification in Lauren's um, part. But... Missy was on that beach talking to Kelly. Elizabeth was on that beach talking to Kelly. They were well aware what the issue was, and they basically used it for game. And here's the thing. I all the time say, like, it's game, and it's not the real world, and everything's fair in game, but... That's usually because game things are happening in the game, and people aren't being, you know touched inappropriately in this game uh, that's too serious of an issue to make me about game. I just, I have a real hard time now with Missy and Elizabeth going forward. I think it was disgusting. I, I agree. I think it was disgusting too. But I think, you know, Missy talked to kelly she talked she didn't talk to janet she talked to kelly sure. agreed oh he's done this he's played with my toes 
You got Elizabeth, who he didn't touch. And I think when they kind of band together early on to play the anti-Dan card and try to try to get him voted out, you know, back, you know, the first 20 minutes of this two-hour episode, you know, I think this was more Elizabeth. I think Missy's a competitor. Of course she's playing a game. Personally, I think she probably thinks it didn't bother me and I have to think of me, so I'm fine with it. I think Elizabeth really drove this. And I think she has a lot of fault in the way this went down with, with the with some, these women. 100%. I think Elizabeth was the driving force. Like if we, and, and I will also say this, this is based on the edit we saw. I am just, my, I am basing these feelings on, on what the edit said. So also keep in mind, we're also well aware that we don't get half the stuff that happens. So this could all be right. wrong. And I hope that Missy will come out and shed more light on this or Elizabeth. But as of now, I do feel like Elizabeth drove it. Yeah. But Missy, we saw those conversations was a part of it too. We did. And this isn't me go after Elizabeth on social media or Missy. Oh, no, we don't God, know. No. This is the edit that we have. But, you know, when we see... You know, when I saw, what I loved about it was Janet kind of confronting Dan, going, listen, this is how it went down. You and I were great. This is what happened. And Dan's like, listen, I just talked to the women. Yeah. And they denied everything. And when she brought out Missy and Elizabeth out of their tent at four in the morning and completely point blank with Elizabeth, I mean, kudos for Elizabeth for admitting it, but flat out lied and to me i was like oh you're the driving force behind all of this right you're telling janet one thing after all of this misconduct is, is happening and then you're telling dan another thing so you're literally using this to further your game which is disgusting elizabeth right per the edits right i agree <laughs> Golden Herman in chat says, too many people are being quiet on social media, so we don't know how they are really feeling. Here's the thing. They're not allowed to say. I mean, anything they're that they're going... Like a $5 million gag order, right? Or something like that. I think they have to have everything a- approved that they're going to say. And we're going to get to Aaron's video in a minute. So like John just said, Elizabeth, Elaine, Missy, and Aaron all went to Dan, lied to him. Then Dan went back and told Janet, and Janet was like, that is not what happened, brings them out, uh, confronts Elizabeth, and is like, just tell me the truth. Did you not say, thank God you're back, Dan's making me feel appropriate? And Elizabeth is like, yes, yes, I totally said that, I did say that. And then as soon as Janet walks away, she leans into Dan and goes... I obviously had to say that to her, you know, because I needed to get her off my back. Well, either way, that would make me not trust Elizabeth. So basically, Elizabeth, you just tell anybody that's in front of you what they want to hear. Exactly. And that is a horrible way to play Big Brother. Yeah. I mean, she exposed exposed her game. She exposed herself to us everyone's disgusted (laughs) and i mean poor janet we see janet is totally distraught about this because you know i feel like what janet is trying to say without saying at some points here is i haven't really seen dan doing the things the women are saying he's doing and i consider him a friend but I value these women more than that friendship. If they are telling me it happened, I believe them. 
and I am going to try do whatever I can to help them. And now I'm looking around and this game move was made and I'm alone. And and Janet was crushed. She was like, I don't I've lost my friendship with Dan because of this. The women that I thought I was helping have manipulated on her. the situation. I'm gonna go sleep and cry on the beach alone. Poor Janet. Oh, poor Janet. I mean, God, this it, it just turned into such an ugly episode, you know? And Janet's game it wrecked her game, it wrecked her spirit. She was doing the right thing, you know, and, you know, I, I, you know, even like during like tribal council, I mean, I was trying to look to see the way Kelly was kind of looking at her because, you know, Kelly's really the one that drove this and brought it to Janet and then kind of was like bringing in the other, the other girls. So, you know, she was really trying to do right by them and they screwed her. Well, two points from chat. Gwendolyn, first of all, says, poor Janet, she should have been smarter than that, and I hope she goes next. Look, Janet wanted to go after my dean, so I'm fine with Janet going at any point. That's number one. Uh, now, number I two, love Janet. <laughs> number two, I don't. Number two, Dee Dee says, <laughs> I feel as though Missy and Elizabeth are getting most of the hatred and not Dan. Well, I don't know if you've been watching this show, Dee Dee, but the whole beginning, John and I have said, what Dan has done is inexcusable. You do not need to play devil's advocate for him. I feel no need to play devil's advocate. It's disgusting and it's inexcusable. And then something else happened in the game, which is that Elizabeth and Missy used that situation for game. So I am. Pl- I have enough disgust to place around you. <laughs> I everybody got disgust for everyone for doing disgusting things. I got plenty of disgust. I got disgust in this pocket and this. I'm gonna spread my disgust around, Didi. <laughs> um. No. 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 I know. I know. I know. I know that uh, Didi. Didi saying not us. She means I know. But I know that there are definitely. I have seen. I'm trying to bring up the big topics that I have seen being talked about uh, when it comes to this, um, what has happened last night on Survivor. Okay, so now the next morning, we have Janet alone on the beach. She is very sad. She wakes up, she wipes the dirt from her eyes, and she goes, it's early morning, and I have woken up here alone. I've been betrayed by everyone, and I see Aaron and Missy looking for idols, so I follow them. Where's shovels? Yeah, where did they get shovels from? Must have been from the non-mansion. Oh, by the way, by the way, you were not here last week, John, but did you appreciate how when you watched last week's episode, there was no more construction done on the mansion? And P.S. the mansion was also not showed this week either. What a surprise. No, no, because it's fake. Yeah, those scenes were so added after the fact, it's unbelievable, but whatever. Okay, so Janet is like, I'm going to go follow them and see what they're up to. So Janet's like lurking. She's like, I lost them in the woods. Look, an idol. Wow. It is just like the people who are having the worst stuff done to them in this game just keep seeming to find these magic idols. 
I mean, I'm not mad about it. Production is trying yeah, real yeah. hard not to make it be a steamroll. They're trying to give the underdogs a chance in this game. I'm not mad about it. I just think it's hysterical how Janet's like, oh, all right, let's go. <laughs> hey, Janet, put down your bag for a second. We're going to do an interview, and then they toss it on top of an idol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, look at an idol. So, of course, Janet is now all happy. She's like, you never give up in life. You <clears throat> never give up. And if you just keep trying, you can make it and find idols. I have a new life in this game. Now. I love it. Cut to the part of this where now I'm going to get angry. We then see Jamal, who is also looking for an idol. And he finds this note hanging from a tree, which says, you found me. You know, come grab oh, me or something. Yeah, come grab me. <laughs> you, you, you found me. This is for you. You know, open the first part. He opens the first part and finds out we're going to the island of the idols, or he's specifically going to the island of the idols. Of course, he goes and tells everybody. He's so super excited. I saw Lost and Cruise in chat says the idols are coming in the Costco bulk pack this season. <laughs> So, um, Uberman. Well, then he also has to tell. He has to also tell Karishma because she's right there with him. Like, oh, that was awkward. Whatever I get, I'll share. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm gonna share with you, Karishma. Let's share. Um, so we see the Uber driver come, oh, Uber Boats comes, picks up Jamal, brings him to the idol, uh, Island of the Idols, out walks uh, Rob and Sandra. Of course, Jamal is so happy. Um, chat pointed out, now this is not me. I want to say this was chat while we were watching yesterday, said, boy, Rob just looks like he gains more and more weight each time he walks out to meet these people. And I was like, yeah, Rob is the only one who does not look like he is losing weight each week. It's as if he's sitting in a hotel ordering room service all day. Well, to me, I thought, gosh, maybe I shouldn't eat watermelon because it makes you gain weight. Yeah. And I thought maybe it's water weight or something. You know, with all that watermelon he's passing around to all of the... The, the island of the idle folks mm-hmm. contestants castaways so rob is uh rob is sitting there and he's like so are you excited to learn about idols oh you don't have a vote <laughs> guess what this is about sabotage and you lost your vote now here's the thing Can anybody explain to me? And Rob's like, you need to understand that sometimes in Survivor, things go wrong and you get sabotaged. Yeah, you idiot. You get sabotaged by players in the game. What Jamal found, I mean, uh, yeah, what Jamal found was a note from production that production did. Why would he not take it? Why would that be a punishment? It is from production. So now, going forward, and for the future of Survivor, every single player should assume that production is going to now sabotage your game? I just do not understand why Jamal is being punished 
for believing I should do this thing that production put in front of me and literally said, do this. And then I lost my vote. Well, I think the object of it was they put it somewhere. Yes, they stumbled upon it. He lunged for it. And poor, you know, Karishma couldn't even get it. Said, oh, yeah, I'll share it with you. Excited about going to Island of the Idols. And when he reads it, it says, you lose your vote. So now you got to be deceptive. Now that's the, the, the lesson that we're learning, right? So what can you do? Here's Sandra giving me some blank partridge mm-hmm. and a pencil. And you know, you never see a pencil on Survivor, right? That's what we learned there too. So now it's like, come up, come on, come up with something. Be strategic, be deceptive, be this. You can write whatever you want, and let's see how you handle this. I think that's what the the the, the lesson was. Oh, I was it the best lesson? No. Could they, when he brought it back, and he was coming up with his story, and we got a chance to look at it, and the way it was written out, it was the dumbest effing thing. How is he supposed to sell that? And oh. And then for the first time, I agreed with Nora. You know, sometimes if there's too much information, most likely it's a lie. <laughs> so, you know, and then, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people in chat annoyed. I see um, Lost says, Jamal got more of a punishment from production than Touchy Dan. Uh, Roxy is saying, jumping the shark move from production. Maybe 420 saying there's no strategy yeah. left except to play production at this point. No. I completely agree. Um I agree with. I mean, like, it would have been, and it would have been better if whoever's writing those out mm-hmm. could have been there in the back. Oh, can you put down your cheeseburger for a second? Here's what I want to write. Can you write it so it looks like everything else? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really your... think yeah. he was really kind of set up, and it really sucked. I, I get the the concept, but the execution no. producers was sucked. It was production sabotaging somebody's game and trying to punish him for it. Trying to be like, you shouldn't have grabbed the note. That your lesson is that you will be sabotaged. Yeah, not by production. You write it you write it out and you a little smiley face. I mean, there was a whole bunch of crap on there. It's like that doesn't I could tell by the brief moments I saw, that doesn't look like anything I've ever seen unwrapped in 39 seasons. No. What? And what I thought they were going to do, like the way they could have at least tried to save it, was what I thought they yeah. were gonna say to him was if you convince the person, so basically he has to write a he has to write whatever he wants on the paper and use it to try and sabotage somebody else. I thought they were going to say, if you get them to take it or you do something, you get your vote back. No, his vote is gone. He has no vote regardless. This stupid paper thing serves no purpose. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, who is not going to accept it, right? If it's a, a, a something that's going to further your game, of course, they're going to accept it. But, you know, when we saw Dean open it up, I mean, half the letters were smeared. You know, it was like Jamal had run out of room. There was in the corner, there was barely a period. He stopped spelling out like long words because mm-hmm. he was running out of room. Mm-hmm. Like it just looked sloppy and fake. And the only thing when Jamal's like, okay, and then that's it. And, you know, and Dean's just like, oh, great. I have a big target on my back. But then I well, thought, he gave all it talking, to they're Dean. just like, 
where did he get a pencil? <laughs> that was more of a discussion yeah. than what he actually came back with from Island of the Idols. Right. So, so it was just it was just dumb, 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 dumb. He wrote it out the to say episode. he wrote it out to say that it was this legacy reward and that he can share it with someone and that because it is Dean's birthday, he's giving it it's to all, Dean. Letters are all smeared and just <laughs> let me read the legacy thing for you. Oh yeah, and then here's that. And, Wait, is that an F or a P? I can't tell because it's smeared. First of all, if I was in that position, I would have wrote on my piece of paper, like, new stripping idol. Congratulations, Dean. We are introducing the stripping idol. From now to the end of the season, anytime you hear anyone make any music, you must do a striptease dance on the island. (laughs) And then you get an idol. I don't know what I would have. I would have. I would have used it in a better way for Dean. Oh, see his dirty crack and crotch. No thanks. Keep your clothes on. Oh, um, uh, Savid says I would have given it to the person in private. I gotta be honest. I watched the part back. So, I still don't understand the point of it. I still don't understand so, what they expected to happen with Dean and that stupid piece of paper. It wasn't a power. I don't- I don't stupid, get it. But just back, going back to the piece of paper about the, the stripping idol. So uh-huh. you wouldn't have touched him, but you would have harassed him with a piece of parchment. Well, here's what I was here's what I was alluding to, but we kind of skipped over to it. And I was like, I know we need to get back into the serious conversation later. But yeah, this episode did make me question how is when like we or I are making fun or being flirty or saying we're attracted to people like Dean as a joke. I mean, I know that is not physically touching him, but are we perpetuating the same exact thing that we're saying we are against when it is happening to these women? And are we doing it on this show by me being like, oh, Dean's a boyfriend. This has raised a lot of questions for me. Well, I think it's the way it's done too. I mean, I you know, we're both happily married, so mm-hmm. we're we just have fun with it and stuff. And I think if anybody saw it, they kind of would know that. Yeah. And I think that all the people watching and our folks and our little community that we have right now, mm-hmm. they're pretty tough group. I mean, we would be put in check pretty quickly <laughs> by just our our peers right here sure and i mean yeah and and not that i am using this as an excuse to the way i think some people use it as an excuse but you know i think we do comedic recaps now this is a more serious show but i think everybody really knows that i'm not leaving my husband for dean (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm just being, I just picked somebody each season to have a crush on. These people have all seen me in real life when I have to interview the person I really have a crush on. I am never like that with them, even though chat tries to get me to be like that with them. Um, So whatever. Oh, we're just doing it to be funny. But seriously, if you ever have an issue with that, please let me know. I will send it to HR, uh, which is John. (laughs) Well, no, isn't there your your reality recaps HR on? There is a customer service, or to be fair, there is customer service on Twitter. You know, a few shows back, you know, we talked about the thing with, you know, Dan Tachin, and I was just, 
And I was like, well, if I was on there, I wouldn't mind. Like, you know, I could handle it. So even with that, you know, after this episode, I've, I thought about that comment that I said a few shows back and it is just all for fun. So, right. but now, you know, um, I, the show's no fun. The show's I, no fun. I should, I, when this show was airing, I was like, God, I don't want to do this recap tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I was depressed well, last night. you were literally night. saying that as we were watching. <laughs> I liked how last night I was like depressed after that show aired. And then I was like, oh God, imagine, imagine if I actually had these things happening to me and I'm sitting here like, oh, boo-hoo, I don't want to talk about them. They're not even happening to me. It's my duty to talk about them. But I will also say if anybody has any complaints, you can always go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash I hate Eric and fill out the complaint form. There is one there. <laughs> and Dee Dee um, coming to my uh, defense has also said, I think if you were expressing this to Dean in an interview, it might be over the line. But also I know if Dean asked you to stop, I'm sure you would, which is the difference. And I agree. I agree. But you know what? In an interview, it just you wouldn't even come up. No, so it wouldn't even come I've up. I've seen you interview right. a gazillion people, and yeah. All right. Well, there was we, one time... We say those things behind your back only. Sure. There was one time I made Cody from Big Brother take his shirt off, but technically it was chat that asked him to, and I was just relaying the message. Okay. Immunity. Of course. Moving over to the immunity, we learn that there's going to be one guy and one girl safe um, this week. And it's basically just a lean forward and hold on for your life. Um, lean forward and, and hold on as long as you can. Instantly, Lauren's like, it's moving. It's moving. I'm going to fall. And Lauren's in the water. Like, it didn't even start. It was like three seconds. Your out. arms are numb. Your arms are numb. Aaron it's just, moving! It's moving! Aaron just roll, like, rolls her eyes at her. He's like, your arm's numb, stupid. <laughs> She's like, oh. Oh, That's sorry. Sorry. Dropping. Um, so everybody keeps dropping one by one. Everybody is dropping until we end up with Aaron, another immunity idol, and Missy winning it for the girls. So, are we happy about... Happy? No. No. Aaron and Missy have their own alliance. They're slowly yep. starting to pick people off. Mm -hmm. Nobody really gets that what they're doing. They're playing a really smart game. But then, you know, after what we saw this episode, yeah, we're not... not especially the Tribal Council. We're not thrilled. Well, before we get into Tribal Council, we had there was a conversation that annoyed me between Jamal and Janet. Janet's like, can you believe it, Jamal? People like Karishma are going to make it to the end of this game, and we're not. We're going to be the targets, and they're gonna, we're going to go before them. So be like, boo-hoo. You had every single chance to get them out, and you two didn't. Now, don't boo-hoo that you're getting the whispers and the rumbles that, you know, it's coming to you now, Janet, or it's coming to you now, Jamal. Now you're all both like, boo-hoo, what are we going to do? No. Well, I think, too, there's, and I don't know with Jamal, but after everything that Janet's been through, I think she's trying to take as much heat off of her sure. So I'd be like, well, don't forget about that easy vote. <laughs> you know, she mm -hmm. didn't do anything. She said she's a physical threat. I haven't seen anything yet. Couldn't hang on. You yep. know what I mean? So I think well, that was more like that. 
Well, the tribe decides to split the vote between um, Jamal and Karishma. They're not even mentioning Janet. They want to split it between Jamal and Karishma to force any idols out. That if anyone has an idol, this is going to force the idol out and it can be over. Janet not trusting it. Janet feeling like, I don't know if I believe that they're saying this is what they're going to do. I do have this idol. I should probably play it if, you know... Yeah, whatever. Production will give me another one later. I should just play it. (laughs) Production will say exactly. So now cut to the really (laughs) shocking second tribal of this two-hour episode, which kicks off with Aaron once again going, I know what's going on in this game. I know what's going on in this game. And and I'm sick of listening to Janet play the victim. Janet's just like, boo-hoo, I stuck up for sexual assault. <laughs> and I, oh, she's the victim of having to stand up for sexual assault. And everybody's face in that tribal was just, like and then god bless jamal once again here comes jamal well i mean even for aaron to sit there and go i have my own business i'm i i know this really well like no you don't you don't you have a perspective and it's a male perspective you really really don't and then thank god jamal you know, Jam- Jamal schooled us on racism and the pillars of society earlier in this season and the trickling yeah. down effect of... Ra- amazing. And now, here is Jamal once again. Now he's being the voice of reason and speaking for women, being like, no, Aaron, this is not okay. This is what women deal with in society every day. Speaking up, you know, you you cannot do, you know, you're not a victim. Uh, Janet is not playing a victim uh, if she is speaking her truth in truth. the matter. But everybody that is talking, it's like nobody will say the words, we are talking about Dan touching people inappropriately or Dan sexually no. assaulting the women. Like, nobody will say it. They keep calling it, like, the incident or, did it? like, they keep skirting around the issue. So on one hand, Jamal gives the brilliant monologue about society and women. I mean, we've all, we all watched it. Then Dan starts getting mad at Jeff because Jeff is like volleying questions to Dan and Dan is like, oh, so now you're bringing it up? Now I'm finally seeing a Dan. Oh, not gonna let this go? Not gonna let this go? I finally see, now I believe they had that meeting with Dan. At some point between when we last saw Dan and this tribal is when I think that thing actually happened. The talk with Dan, because now... And everybody else, yeah. Right, because now Dan is actually acting like somebody who was just told, these people have a problem with you. So I don't believe this at all. Well, I mean, especially when he looks over at Kelly. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know who it is. Normally, in an HR situation, not an HR person, but stand corrected if you are and I'm wrong. Normally, there's no names. This is what happened. This is what we're hearing. 
So I don't know if even in that incident just before tribal council, like you said, which mm-hmm. I believe happened mm-hmm. right before this, any name was mentioned. Now all of a sudden he just looks over at Kelly, gives her this yeah. blanket apology. Mm-hmm. Do we even know Kelly's name was even mentioned by producers or HR? You know what I mean? So right. it made me even more suspicious with Dan. I agree. And I mean, I see Melanie says they brought up the talk at camp right before tribal. I agree. They did bring it up at camp right before tribal, which is when I think it happened. I don't think it Mm -hmm. happened before the previous. I think it literally happened right right before that tribal is when I think because that is when we actually saw Dan acting in a way that I would imagine someone would act if they were told what production claims to have told them. I just, I don't get the reasoning for the order of this edit. I don't get it. Um, That being said, you know, I think it was really powerful to hear Jamal stand up for the women in the tribe and say, it is up to us as men to support women who go through these things. People come out at different times. Of course, people aren't going to want to say stuff um, right away for whatever reason, and that's okay. It's okay if it takes them a week or a month or a year or 10 or 15 years. It's not for us to judge their process of telling the truth of what happened to them. So I love Jamal for speaking this, you know, putting it I out there. cannot wait for Jamal's TED Talk. Like, I want to see it. It's going to be online. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Educate us, Jamal. Well, I feel like this is a good point now to stick this in. We started saying how to this was... To stick it in. Ki- to stick it in. <laughs> to stick That's it great. in. Um... Um, Aaron has put out a video on Twitter today. Now, John, I need a place to put it, so I'm putting it over me. I'm going to play it here for everyone that might have missed it. Okay. So, um, you won't... Here we go. Let's just... This is his apology. Put together this video for, um, those of you who are Survivor fans, um, you'll understand, and if you don't watch Survivor, this won't make any sense, but... I want to publicly apologize for my behavior and my actions at Tribal Council last night. Um, Watching back the episode was extremely difficult. And I immediately, after saying what I said in the game, I regretted saying what I said. And now watching it back, I'm very disappointed in myself and how I conducted myself handling the emotions of this game in this situation, given the magnitude of what this surrounds, um, I'm disappointed in myself. I'm not looking to make any uh, justifications in my behavior. It was completely unwarranted. Um, I was out of line. I was out of place. I let emotions get the best of me. I made a mistake. And I'm completely, completely owning it up taking full responsibility for my actions, for the words that I said, and I'm truly sorry. I'm sorry to my castmates. I'm sorry to to those people who have personally been affected by sexual assault. And if I triggered anything, 
with what I said. I truly am sorry. It's not reflective of me as a person outside the game. I don't conduct myself like that. I don't handle situations like that. I never have. And I'm, I'm truly sorry. Okay, so... Um, now, there is a part two. That was part one. I didn't, you know, you guys can uh, follow his Twitter or our Twitter. We have retweeted it um, if you want to see the part two. But it was just more of that. Um, I want to let you react to that first, John. So what are your thoughts after well, hearing I'm, I, I think it, it's really nice. And I'm glad that he took a moment and kind of put something together and mm -hmm. felt really bad that he needed to. And just make you know his his thing really clear especially having it happen being in an environment where you you are manipulated and then having to watch it back watch the edit back that must have been really hard i was just thinking where's elizabeth that's who i want where's dan i mean yeah aaron thank you but where's elizabeth okay so three points that i'm going to make number one <laughs> lost when exactly where I went. He says, strategic sincerity, in my opinion. He's sorry, but he chose to speak without full knowledge. And is there a camera noise taking photos in the background? Seems like a PR response. I swear to God, watching this video, I thought my refrigerator door was open. I went and checked my refrigerator door. I didn't door. hear anything. I didn't hear anything. Oh my God. There is like a beeping noise if you listen to it. Like if you leave your freezer open noise. I'm trying to find like, is there some, my battery dying on something? There's got, oh my God, I was losing my mind. I couldn't get past the beeping noise. Now, that's number one. Number two, I give him credit for doing what I think is a great apology in the sense of it did seem sincere to me and he didn't make an excuse. He said, I am sorry and this is inexcusable. And that is it. He didn't say, but, you know, editing and the other. He took responsibility and apologized. And that is all I ever want from anybody on reality TV. Go ahead. Do I know my number four after your three? Go ahead. I forgot my three. So what's your four? <laughs> my my two point five. He's in the top three. You think he's going to be in the top three? Maybe. Uh, well, wait. They've already voted, so it doesn't matter. No, never mind. What do you mean they've already voted? Well, I mean by the time you know oh. the live show happens, the votes are being counted. So oh right, right, right. Oh so oh blown up. I got what you're saying. You're saying you think he's doing it to try and get votes at jury. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right, right. Um, I do feel like he was sincere. I think it was great that yes, he didn't I make excuses, but I also kind of agree with Lost that part of me wonders. If nobody else did this, if none of the other cast members have done... Because don't get me wrong. He had to get this cleared by CBS. There is no question about it. He was not allowed to put this out. So why would CBS allow him to put one out? And I haven't seen one from anybody else. Does make Or Dan. Or Dan does make me think he probably is making it to finale. And CBS does not want us hating... Who could be the winner? the winner? 
It's the, I would hate him to be, I just have not liked him all season. I mean, again, I'm just going to take it for this moment of what this moment is. I do think that was a great apology. Um, it's, it seems sincere. I hope he follows that up with action. I think apologies are great. And I think that was a perfect apology. Um, that being said, now I want to see your actions and that those weren't just words. Anybody can fake cry on command, uh, whatever. I want to see your actions following up your words. So cutting back to tribal, um, we see that, you know, like I said, Dan mad that Jeff still keeps bringing it up. And Jeff is very much like, I'm going to bring it up every single time. First of all, here's the only thing I have to say, and I really don't want to make this an issue, but I feel that this needs to be said the reason I don't like Survivor, I or, or ha- don't really watch Survivor, is Jeff is the most misogynist person on that show. He does not value female players at all. He puts all the men on a pedestal. He treats them like gods of the game. And he basically does not show any respect or even remotely closely the same to female players or female winners of this game. So, eat a dick, Jeff. I think you're just thrilled that the misogyny or the stuff is being pointed in a a different direction for one season. I think that's what Jeff is happy about. Oh, I'm not. People are, the conversation will go somewhere different. No, you're still the same thing. I want to see Jeff change. I want to see Jeff starting to respect female players in this game. Notice how every woman, every challenge, he still mocks them like, oh, Karishma can't get up the ladder. Karishma can't walk. There's, you know, Tom falling in, uh, Dean is a freaking basketball player and can't get a basket in, but Jeff is like, oh, Karishma's really shitting up this challenge. He's such a misogynist, it's unbelievable. He's the last person who should be commenting on this. It's just, it, he enraged, he is why I don't watch Survivor. And so for him to be on this high horse now is ridiculous. That's all. Angry. I think we should leave it at that. Oh, we shouldn't say who got voted off? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) I'll say, if you agree or disagree, comment below when you're watching this back later. Um... So uh, it's it's time now for the voting. Jeff asked if anybody wants to play an idol. Janet decides, yes, I'm going to play the idol, which of course cancels out the votes that were for her. She only got two, but still canceled those two votes out. Much to Jamal's surprise, his name is on there with Karishma. He got the majority of the votes, and unfortunately, Jamal went out. But I have to say, I think, yes, it is horrible to lose a million dollars. Oh, I have a feeling Jamal is getting a big fat check from Sia at finale. (laughs) Sia loves to write a Survivor finale check. And I think he is going to get a charitable donation from Sia on finale. I'm letting you all know right now. Uh, That's number one. And But in reality, I think Jamal is going to come away with this. He won so much more in life. 
or he's Mm -hmm. put out so much into the world. I think his conversation on racism in the beginning of this season, I think that helped so much of people that would not have gotten that message. I think his comments on the way women are treated in society coming from him are going to... I just think he put out so much good into the world. I think, yes, he didn't win a million dollars. I think that's going to come back on him in other ways. But he won he won a million hearts. Right. And I 100%. think the way that he's able to express himself and articulate himself, that's why I'm saying we need a TED talk. Like I want a TED talk yeah. with Jamal. I mean, it was wonderful. Two great takeaways from him being on the season. Golden Hermit said, uh, Golden Hermit said, see, I better give it to a female this year. Mm, interesting point. You know, like I said, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the other talking points. Not Elizabeth. (laughs) A lot of the talking (laughs) points also on Twitter are like, you know, women do not stick up for women. And the fact that Missy and Elizabeth were using this for game instead of supporting Kelly, you know, that is, you know, that's our problem with them. And, you know, more women need to stand up for the, you know, there are so many more um, issues and, and talking points on this. I mean, we could go on forever, but we don't have the time to go on forever, but I definitely encourage you guys to keep the conversation going, whether it be in the comments, keep speaking out um, uh, anywhere where you see people being oppressed or discriminated against. I think if anything, uh, this episode should tell you that your voice matters and you you can put good into the world. You can make changes in your own life. Can you stop it globally? No. Can you stop it in your own life? Yes. And that in your will own tri- sphere. Yeah. And that will spread into the world with everyone doing it. That being said, I think John, I just fell in love with you a little bit more, Eric. Okay. That being said, we're still bitchy gays, and I'm going to need you not to wear that pattern shirt <laughs> again I'm next not, week. <laughs> but I'm not touching you, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Now, John, um, we will, of course, be back here together next Thursday. Um, I'm going to let you go uh, so that I can do the draft game now with everybody in chat. But before I let you go, where can everybody find you on social media, John? Up here, Comedy Jonah. Thank you so much, John. I will see you back here next week. Bye, John. Well, John, um, you know what? I'm going to wrap up the show and remind everybody again, if you've missed any of these shows and you want to watch them back, you can check them out at yourrealityrecaps.com slash Survivor. Not just for this season, but all the seasons of um, Survivor. You can check out all of our recaps on our website for shows like The Amazing Race, um, our Bravo recap shows, which are starting this week, our Big Brother other shows, uh, other uh, Bravo. I'm forgetting so much stuff. The challenge. Uh, check it all out over on our website. 
Of course, again, uh, we do these shows live on TV Co., so make sure you follow us there, yourallyrecaps.com slash TV Co., download the app. You could have been playing in the trash game, which is what uh, we were doing right now on the live version of the show. I'm winning cash money uh, that you can use to become a patron at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. Get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, weekly shows just for patrons, um, special holiday shows, special Big Brother shows that are only in our patron group. It's just um, a great way for you to financially support these shows if you love what we are doing. Of course, we are starting all of our holiday shows over on You Now as well, which we are live there every single day of the week, so make sure you follow us at yourrealityrecaps.com slash you now to watch those shows for free as well. You can always do a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal, or if you have any Amazon shopping to do this Black Friday or whole holiday season, start with our link, yourrealityrecaps.com slash Amazon. You don't pay any more, and it really helps support our shows. Of course, spreading the word, thumbsing up and subscribing on YouTube, um, nice rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, spreading the word, liking, sharing on social media. Without those things, we can't keep this show going, so consider it a holiday gift for us, and we'll see you guys on the next show. Bye for now, everybody. Bye.